Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you on the podcast with us this week. Technically, you're not on the podcast, you're just listening. I say that every week, but you you're, that. you're here with us. You're here with us. I think they should get ready to rumble with this over this, you know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Something like that. (laughs) I never noticed you say thanks for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, I I think that's what I say. Now I'm 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 reassessing what I say every... I I don't know what I say. I I I actually hear that quite a bit Yeah, on podcasts. Glad to have you on the podcast with it. Isn't it normally somebody that they're interviewing on the podcast as opposed to a listener that's with them? Probably. With us on the podcast, I, I don't know. Thanks I mean, the listener here. chooses the journey with us. I mean, that's like that's kind of cool. I, the with us, I I, I like. Yeah. I, I think that works better than like on. Yeah. But with the with is necessary. I don't know. I've completely derailed the beginning of this once again. I'm going to go back and listen Logan. to the first like two minutes of every podcast. <laughs> that no. sounds like a lot of work for not a like no good reason. Not, to be yeah, honest, no, no good reason. It no reminds goodness. me of the time like I I hit the ball deep, deep, deep left center field, right? Okay. And I start running, and I'm excited because. This is this is the one. I'm hitting all four bags, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I stumble, oh. and fall. You Oof. Know. Oof. Yeah, Crash and burn. Sounds about right. That was Rob, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and the one laughing is now Jen, and uh, the one derailing and screwing up the beginning of footnotes is Logan. We're all here. All right, <laughs> we, we made it. <laughs> Fantastic. There's one. Oh. Are you still counting? I I mean, you said it like so many times yesterday that I just... Did I? You did. Did I? That's fantastic. Before our conversation? I don't know. I don't keep track of time. I didn't think so. Anyway, moving right along, let's talk about Saul. Mm. Mm, that guy. That, that guy with his spear. Guy. Man, the spears. <laughs> Gotta say the uh, the little the little uh, illustrations, the animations. They're not really animated, but we'll call it the the the, the animations for the sermons. I'm enjoying those. Me a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, those are good, and they you know I'm having too much fun possibly. There was one. This is like it had a head, and then you put a bigger head on it, but you could just see the top of the original head. Do you not do that? No. Definitely go back and look at it's one when they're like Saul killed a thousand and David can kill ten thousand. I'll show you once we're done. Okay. Here. Yeah. There's like eight different characters in that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I see what she's talking about. It it looks like she, she's got a bun. Oh. Yeah. It's the grandma with a bun. Top knot. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, that nope. might not have translated well. Yeah. It looked like a head on top of All a head. Right. Well, there you go. I realized with the Philistine army at the end, I should have done the one with the, the tie that I used for Bill on oh, the yeah. first week. And they could have all been Agent Smith. Yes. Which would have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now I'm just doing it for funsies. I can tell. Can you? Can you really? Oh, man, that's super dope. Anyway. Yeah. These, uh, <laughs> so Christy, Christy told me, she goes, man, I, I really like the, uh, the cartoons. She goes, they were great. They're and fun. I showed a little restraint and didn't put an impaled head on top of David's spear when he was standing on the pile of bodies. Mm. Oh, that would have been so cool. Uh, I messed around. I was like, that might be a little much. <laughs> we mm. want to keep this kid friendly. That might be a bit much, Logan. <laughs> a round circle with X's for the eyes. I mean, there might have been blood dripping off of it. <laughs> <laughs> the world will never know. Anyway. So Saul, Saul with his spear, <clears throat> the Saul spear shenanigans. Yeah, so you might say the spear shows up quite a bit in the story. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to share the ones that I didn't necessarily talk about, but it starts out in First Samuel 13, where uh, the uh, Philistines they would not allow the the people of Israel to have blacksmiths. Otherwise, they would make swords mm-hmm. and spears. And so it says in 1 Samuel 13, 20, so it came about on the day of battle that neither sword nor spear was found in the hands of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan. Mm. And it's almost kind of makes me think of uh, people that went through the um, Great Depression. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother... If there was half an ounce of potatoes left, mashed potatoes, she would take her finger and wipe it in the bowl into a little container. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she didn't have Tupperware, so it was like the... I the can't, Cool Whip container. Something. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like she saved all of those. Yeah, of course. And And so... I you know I think that that moment for Saul was significant. He's trying to fight a war, and he doesn't, and he doesn't have a, a spear. They get um, or, or at least the people around him, and, and maybe, and it's hard to tell. Um, oh, but it says, but they were found with Saul and his son John. So these two were the only ones to have the spear. Sure. Interesting. They're the only ones with real weapons. They're the only ones with real weapons. With weapons of war. Versus, and and we see the same thing later on again with uh, David and Goliath, correct? Because that's where Saul has the sword and the armor, right? And nobody else had that, and that's why he tries to tell David to take the armor. Is that... I I think that's right. Um, why don't you look that up? I, I yeah. Let me let me let me check that. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's so because we're gonna talk that that's First Samuel seventeen. I don't remember that, but in First Samuel twenty two. So this is after a lot of what we t- covered yesterday. Um, we're told in ver- starting verse six, Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered. Now Saul was sitting in Gibeah, under the tamarisk tree on the height, uh, with his spear in his hand, and all the servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants who stood around him, Hear now, O Benjamites, 
Will the son of Jesse also give you fields and vineyards? Will he make all your commanders of thousands and commanders of ten thousands? Or, or I'm sorry, hundreds? <laughs> Started translating there without reading. Um, <laughs> for all of you have conspired against me so that n- no one who... Uh, so that there is no one who discloses to me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse, and there's none of you who is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in ambush as it is this day. And so again, Saul is just sitting there with his sword in his hand, like to have a conversation with his people he has to be holding on to the spear. Interesting. And then First Samuel twenty six is one that one of the two times that David uh, could have taken Saul's life but chose not to. Uh, we're told that Saul lay sleeping inside the circle of the camp with his spear stuck in the ground at his head. He had to keep that thing. Close, which I and from a military perspective, like that, that makes sense, mm-hmm. but as a king, do you do you always have to have a weapon in your hand in order to lead the people? Yeah, which that was a I don't know if anybody noticed that, but when uh, so Saul in the in the illustration, Saul always had a spear. But when Saul was throwing his spear at David, David did not have his spear in his hand. Right. I drew a harp. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Partially because I think that might have actually been what was going on. Uh, just off the top of my head, I was like, I think he's just hanging out. and like, I, knew, I knew he played his harp for Saul all the time. Right. Uh, right. But uh, So that, that could have been Logan taking some liberties. Which I looked up, and it, it says Saul gave him... Uh, clothed him in his armor. Uh, so he, he puts his armor on David. Um, it was too big for David. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and, clo- and clothed him in a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. Uh, that's the ESV, which is a little weird there, to be honest. Uh, then he took a staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. Um, so uh, the I, for I haven't tested these like they don't fit me. Mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah. This is not. This is not who I am. Well, and then David's going to say these words when he faces Goliath: "You come to me with sword." a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I'll strike you down and remove your head from you, and I'll give the dead bodies of the army of Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and wild beasts of the earth, that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all the assemblies may know, the people, Mm -hmm. the Israelites, that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so David seems to provide commentary on this whole spear thing with Saul. Mm -hmm. 
One could definitely read that that way, for sure. That uh, does not give victory through shield or spear. Is that that's the line? Sword or spear. Sword or spear. Sword or by spear. Like he, he mentions the sword, spear, and javelin the first time, and mm-hmm. he just stops with the spear the second time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He either ran out of words, got tired, or... That was the important one. Or, yeah, the spear was the... Mm-hmm. Or by spear! <laughs> I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Yo, that one tall guy in the back. Yeah. That's hiding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just envisioned the Veggie Tales of this. Like Veggie Tales gets it pretty darn, pretty darn good. Yeah. Dave and the Giant Pickle nails it mm. every time. Veggie Tales makes me hungry all the time. There you go. So, uh, <clears throat> speaking a little bit of our our David and Goliath story, there uh, we're all. Well, I don't want to say we're all familiar with that because I don't know who's listening to this. Maybe you're not familiar with David and Goliath. You should go read David and Goliath. It's a fantastic story. Go watch the Veggie Tales. Go watch <laughs> Veggie Tales. Go read it. it. It do do both. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, how many times are we at now? Never mind. Uh, I stopped counting. You <laughs> overuse it still. <laughs> That's fantastic. Here's the thing, people. Uh, he said I don't use that word anymore, and I was like. Yeah, you do. And I didn't say I didn't use it. You I said like that's not my phrase. I, I've switched to the dope. That's yeah. dope. I mean, it's true. I'm saying dope a lot. Pay attention to that. Uh, maybe not on the podcast. We don't want to get flagged by the you know ATF or something. But oh, my God. DEA, I don't know. It'd be <laughs> like, dope all the time. And they're like, what? What, what? what was that? Never mind. Uh, so, Saul... In this uh, interchange of David and Goliath, so David shows up and he kills Goliath with a sling. Uh, he picks out these five smooth stones, which, if you're into the numerology, he's arming himself with the word of God because five is like the text. It's Torah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shoot, dang, that's fun. Uh, and then Goliath is like mocks him, of course. Fantastic, wonderful, wonderfulness there. Uh, but he uses a sling, and David is from the tribe of Judah. Right. <clears throat> Saul is from the tribe of Benjamin, and Benjamin is known for their slingers, apparently. Mm. I've been taught this. A uh, couple of, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ray Vanderlyn has it in his materials and i know i've heard it from marty and i'm pretty sure i heard it from aaron at some point so feel pretty confident on this one i might have even read it somewhere else but benjamin is known for their slingers their crack shots with the sling saul should have been arming himself with a sling like he should have been known for this right Right. that's like legolas shows up and he asks for gimli's axe or something Right? It, what? Beautiful reference. I mean, it, that it'd be, it'd be weird, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's not right. It's not that ain't right, Saul. What are you doing with that sphere? Mm-hmm. You should have a uh, you should have a sling. Should be slinging it. Mm-hmm. But no. And David shows up from the tribe of Judah. Now I don't know if tribe of Judah has a specific weapon that they are associated with. I don't believe so. Uh, there could be, and I just don't know about it. But 
he uses a sling, which is kind of a poke in the eye to Saul a little bit mm-hmm. of, hey, this, uh, this, this kid, this untested boy. Right. Uh, has the uh, has the gumption to go out there and and do your job with your weapon, or what should be your weapon? Uh, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of like hmm. sticking it to him somewhat. Mm-hmm. Judges twenty sixteen among the these soldiers there were. 700 select troops from the tribe of Benjamin who were left-handed, each of them who could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. That's where it came from. I knew I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> You're like, I knew I read it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, and I wanted to say, I wanted to say in the Bible, but I wasn't quite sure. I was like, I don't want to perjure myself. It'd be terrible. Be like, it's not in there. He made that up. So... If slings were for the tribe of Benjamin, what would the tribe of Judah typically use? I have no idea on that one. Yeah, First Chronicles 12, 1 and 2. Um, these were men who came to David as Ziklag while he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed or left-handed, they were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Interesting. Man, these Benjamin guys. They're the Legolases of the world. Yeah. Hawkeye. There you go. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, so, uh, I don't know. That's just... I think there's there's a lot of little things as you read through the story of Saul mm-hmm. and and David and the interactions that they have. There are a lot of little little subtle hints about David that are going to stick, kind of stick a pin or a, a, a little hot poker into the insecurities of Saul that he already holds. Yeah, Saul's a 57-year-old man, and he's being shown up by a... Teenager. Teenager, yeah. Whether And I don't think Saul or David took Goliathon at fifteen, so so maybe 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 a year later, a few years later, and you know, so you know, so Saul sixty, maybe mm-hmm. right. sixty and eighteen. You know, like a six-year-old is looking at an eighteen-year-old sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a this lot young of pup. Yeah, and David refuses to take Saul's life. Multiple times, but but Saul doesn't. Uh, Saul doesn't have a problem with taking David's life, and and mm-hmm. and so you just see the character formation there, and, and really even uh, between uh, Jonathan and David, you know, very similar in their uh, zeal for God and their mm-hmm. and their desire mm-hmm. to to live an honorable life. Sure. Yeah. Bueno, bueno. All right. Well, 
one of the uh, one of the things that we talked about in the sermon, or we you talked about in the sermon, Rob, was uh, maladaptive coping mechanisms. Yeah, which is a fantastic term. It's uh, just super fantastic. <laughs> the most phantasmical of I think terms. That might be one of your maladaptive coping mechanisms. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> that was this good. I great. like that. You know what? That was a fantastic reference, Jen. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> oh, dare I say super dope? Super dope. Sicky Nardnar. Or dopey, one or the other. Oh. We're not sure. This whole thing might that be That was for Gus You're right there. You're kind of dopey. <laughs> <laughs> fully, fully embrace the dopiness. Nevertheless, uh, so maladaptive coping skills, uh, and, and one we talked about this in sermon club, and we had a couple of much smarter than you or I, Rob, people weighing in on this. Uh, one of them sitting in the room here. I didn't really say much. Yeah, but you you know a whole <laughs> lot more about this this cognitive <laughs> mentally stuff than than us us dopey dopes. Uh, I got my BS in psychology. You got something. No, that's, you, that's yeah, really yeah, what I yeah, got. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, you're. Uh, well, and you're getting your. You're getting your MS, right? Or uh, what, what's Masters that? Masters of Art in Christian Counseling. Yeah. All right. All right. So. So you you want me to just take over this fantastic? I mean, maybe, maybe. Pastic. So wh- when we were talking about it, it occurred to me. It seemed like these are these are a. These are the maladaptive part. They're coping mechanisms that might have worked at one point mm-hmm. and could have been good, maybe, right. or might not have been good, right. what we would call good. Uh, and then they, they were at least effective. But they were effective. Yeah. They're self preserving. So, okay. like, if you are in an abusive relationship and you are doing things to protect yourself or your kids, that in a normal or a, not normal a healthy relationship they would okay. seem like if you're lying or you're hoarding money or you're like being sneaky so that you can get out of the relationship all right like so so good example lying like right. that's pretty easy for people to yeah. to latch on for me at least to latch on to okay so lying we wouldn't call that a good behavior right most of the like it, most right. of the time we'd say that lying is bad yes right yeah but in this scenario of the abusive relationship, it's to protect yourself or to protect someone else. Mm-hmm. And it was effective. Right. Right. So this is a learned behavior, a learned way to cope with stress. Right. Uh, the stress being the abusive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've learned this coping mechanism. Right. And then you get into some other some other situation you're now into let's say you, you've you escaped your abusive relationship you're now into a healthy relationship right. or a healthy work environment or a some other environment that wouldn't actually ne- doesn't actually need the lying right right yeah but you've carried that coping mechanism over right and it, it's not adapted to the new situation right is that correct it it hasn't transferred well to the transferred well yeah because it hasn't adapted yeah all right all right hasn't adapted to the current situation it's still responding as if it's the old situation and Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that that what people don't see they they see the response Mm -hmm. 
And like, oh, this is an ugly response. Absolutely. Right. Sure. What they don't see is that that the person is not really responding to today. Right. They're responding to something completely different. Mm. And uh, and I think where it gets like uh, the perfect storm is when my my maladaptive runs up against your maladaptive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and neither one of us is really responding to today. Right. It's a it's like a limbic response. Like mm-hmm. you're not using your prefrontal cortex. When you're, you're using your reptile brain. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You, yeah. you, it's your emotional memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You're in fight, flight, or freeze, and you need to do whatever you need to do to stay safe in the situation, even if you're uh, in a safe situation. Like the but the the stress. So I enter into a stressful situation, and, and it throws me back into that. Yeah. How do I deal with stress? Well, I do this. Right. Yep. I'm responding to a a uh, on a scale of one to ten, one being light, ten being significant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very harmful. I could respond to a one event like it's a 10 event because my brain's interpreting the environment mm-hmm. and, and, and no mal logic helps you get beyond that in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the key right there is the, in the moment because so one of the, one of the next steps, right. Was, uh, we have, We've got various coping mechanisms, correct? Or was that the implication? I might be mixing those up. We've we've got various ones, right? Uh, and we need to continue to chase after the best coping mechanisms. Yeah. I, I, that w- that was the implication, wasn't it? I, th- I think so. <clears throat> but it's chasing after those best ones, mm-hmm. and so how do we sort through which ones do we need to? use which ones are good maybe that mm-hmm. we have uh currently or which ones do i have that i need to get rid of mm-hmm. uh which ones can i improve on etc how do we sort through what is what and when you when you point that out rob it's in the moment when i'm limbic right uh and leaning on that coping mechanism i'm probably not going to be able to rationalize and, and logically work through that because I'm limbic. Right. Right. It's that's not that's not the moment. It's it's all the other times, you know, when when the explosion is happening, when I'm blowing up, when I'm in the stressful situation, I'm not going to be able to m- make improvements on that. I have to do that when I'm not right. relying on the on the coping mechanism. Right. Yeah. So, mm. and it's not something that happens overnight. Like, sure. I think of, well, I'm going to th- use the girls as an example, because why not? As a foster kid, like, y- you do what you need to do to survive. And so Absolutely. there's a lot of lying or bending of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're five years in with Shondaya, and there's still times where I'm like, you don't have to do that. And it's, it's still an automatic response yeah. of like, mm. um, it's gotten a lot better, but it's. But it's a it's a long process, right? Yeah, yeah. And the long think about how long you've been relying on that. Mm-hmm. Like she's a teenager, right? Chunk of her life right. in a in a not great situation. 
for the rest of us that, you know, we've got coping mechanisms that we've been leaning on for years and years and years and years and years. Right. Uh, they might not have been in, <clears throat> and maybe, maybe they weren't even necessarily uh, super destructive right. or anything like that. They're more subtle uh, and they just might be slightly maladaptive, I guess. I, right. I don't know if that's a term. Uh, or if there's degrees of maladaptiveness, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think. I but think you've been relying on these for 20 years or so. It's going to take a minute to unlearn that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's varying degrees of of how bad is it. Right. You sure. know, like is it? Yeah, it's like my my eating disorder compared to. Uh, just some some people I know, mm. you know, like it's it's added a little weight to to my body um, that that puts a little extra stress on my organs and you know yeah. Well, and it frustrates you because you you know I'm trying to lose weight and I can't. Why can't you know what's yeah for what's, yeah that was part, one of the reasons why I even started considering it was because I was like why am I not losing weight. Um, mm-hmm. but so on a scale of one to 10, like mine was like maybe a three sure. where someone else's could be a seven or eight or, or maybe it's, maybe it, you know, is life threatening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and the comparison game doesn't necessarily help us, but, but just to understand that there's different degrees, I shouldn't just ignore that. Just. Sure. Just because I'm going well, it's not that harmful. Oh yeah, right. like it's yeah. not it's not you know. a life threatening one. Right. Well, it's still not good. Uh, one of the ones I took out of my like I had a whole list of things that I could share about maladaptive and and so one of the things that uh, that I saw someone had or just in my research they they'd mentioned coffee mm. and taking in caffeine. Jen's get, like, don't don't go get there. Get out of here with that. Get <laughs> <laughs> behind me, me, Rob. I think you found her fast driving. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was the one that you wanted to race or erase. Was it <laughs> because of the mask? The the second service when you said erase, I was like, I almost just heard race. I was like, he wants to. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I'm going. Oh, you know what? the way I started using caffeine this last week because I wasn't sleeping. Like, I love coffee. Mm. I'm going to drink coffee. Mm-hmm. But I was starting to use caffeine in, in all forms of it as a coping mechanism because I wasn't getting enough rest. Uh. And I'm going, no. <laughs> Long term, that's that's not going to work out well for me. No. Like, like, don't adopt this. As a coping mechanism, get some rest. Like, like find some coping mechanisms that do adapt well to my current situation. Why you got to attack Jen like that? <laughs> <laughs> She's just looking beat up. I feel so attacked. <laughs> he was talking about himself, Jen. What? <laughs> all I statements. All I statements. It's... Funny because I feel like I'm actually drinking less coffee, but want to drink more coffee. But watching you process all that was enjoyable. I'm sure it was. (laughs) Oh, what a trip! Wish we had a video feed for this thing. 
<laughs> it's probably better that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh man. Nevertheless, that's fan just fantastic. Fan freaking tastic right there. Super good. Big See, fan of that. I I I forgot to mention this during my sermon. Uh-oh. But the two times Saul tries to hurl the spear at David, mm-hmm. it's to pin David against the wall. The one time he hurls the spear at, at Jonathan, it's to strike him down. Interesting. That's an intriguing phrasing turn. Yes. <coughs> to strike him down. And again, this is this is where it's not adapting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This coping mechanism hasn't adapted. It, it sure. doesn't like as Jonathan an unsafe person to his father? Mm-hmm. Right. No, he's not. Yeah, that's he he's trying to hold he's trying to help his dad do the right thing. He's pointing out the fact that you're you're going off the rails, dad. What are you doing? Yeah. And uh and that's where now the consequences of the situation like this this is still Saul does harm, does emotional harm mm-hmm. to Jonathan and probably others within the household. Like this is happening inside the household. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a pleasant situation. I mean you with I know that you have multiple weapons. Yeah, I maybe. Can't confirm more than I. Some of them might have been lost in a boating accident. We just don't know. <laughs> We've already talked about how you live in a shire full of fish and guns, so <laughs> But when do you load your when do you load your weapons? When I need to use them. I mean and I, I think in terms of like round in the chamber, safety off. When you're feeling threatened, like yeah, I, the, like if they're the I, I I have I have a couple of pistols that are like that, uh, but they're locked up. They're locked up. Yeah, like I, I can get to them quickly if need be, but it's not a. But you're like, not you're not firing those things off no. in your house with your friends over. Yeah, it's not like I'm gonna yeah, no. No. <laughs> you hey guys, look at this. It's not it's not like it's sitting there on the bedside table or something, you know. You know. And as you're having conversations with people so that you can kind of control the way the conversation goes, you just <laughs> Yeah, I'm not you just spinning the I'm not sitting there, you know, with my hand on my hip just ready to quick draw. You know, I mean that's in the, in like in the movies that is the indicator, right? Sure. Yeah, you got like, the guy like hold hand on the holster. You, you, know, know. you unbutton the you unbutton the thing so you're ready to go real quick. Yep. Yep. The and Lord barrel. Lord of Rings. <clears throat> you um, got the you know the the tension on the bow creaks a little bit, or uh, you loosen it in the sheath for a sword. Right? Yeah. Yeah. N- none of that. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's and that's the situation. Like this is Yeah. This is now a Saul is the warlord with his you know, you, you see in the movie, right, with the warlord of some mm-hmm. you know, rebel nation or something, right? That like that. Uh sitting with his his bravado guns, maybe they're full gold, you know, gold-plated AKs or something like slung across his chest, ready to go at a moment's notice. Right. Uh, either because he's afraid that somebody's going to shoot him at all times, which would be probably Saul's insecurities a little bit. He right. probably probably did think that. He probably thought David would, because because Saul is ready to kill David at any moment. How what does that do to Saul's brain? He's probably expecting someone to kill him at any moment. Right. Right. Like you you the paranoia builds like because because that's the state that he's in, it's going to translate to how he interacts with others. Hmm. Because how on earth could I not see them like how could they not see the world through my lens? Right. Everyone has to see things the same way I'm seeing things. Hmm. Death around every corner. I wonder if Saul's the first like example of mental illness in the Bible. I mean, hey, maybe. Uh, interesting thoughts. Yeah, and, and if you look at David, like David's mount up coping mechanism is, is, is women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's women. Mm-hmm. It's it's sexual relationships. Yeah, it's a sheer number of concubines that he, and wives he takes on and. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you see that play out with his kids and their lack of sexual control and yeah. mm-hmm. and you know and his son is like oh I know how to get back at dad mm-hmm. yeah sleep with the concubines on the roof that'll do it yeah which okay so that's a that's a fun little thought there so your maladaptive coping mechanisms the way that you go about coping with things that passes on down generationally many times mm-hmm. a lot of times and so and, and can be exacerbated uh we see that with solomon right yep he goes further than his than his father did yep right. um you know they, they just it becomes a bigger and bigger problem uh, and so those 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 skills that you have, and a lot of times probably the subtler ones. Yeah, because they're caught. Yeah. Right. Yep. You didn't have to teach me this. I I I just I learned it through osmosis. Like I just sure. learned it by being around you, and you didn't say that this was a core value, but you communicate <coughs> through your actions that this is a core value. This yeah. might be another good push for the figuring out your shadow. Mm-hmm. And the the family of origin, and understanding the genogram that we use with uh, Scazzaro's stuff, yeah, uh, because it, probably because it's easier for me to see in someone else. I can pick the uh, the the I can pick the the uh, speck out of somebody else's eye a whole lot easier than it is to see the crap that I got in mine. Mm-hmm. Mm. So as I look at my parents and grandparents, what were their what were their coping mechanisms? Ah. Uh, and if I become aware of what their coping mechanisms are, I might suddenly have the uncomfortable realization that I might have some of those same ones. It's possible that I could have become my insert parent here. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
I could have become my father. Yikes. Or mother. Double yikes. Right? I'm not, I'm talking about me, Jen. I'm not talking about you. I didn't it's say obviously you were. completely different. Your face said you, <laughs> your face was telling a different story. She's feeling per- personally attacked again. Man, I'm sorry, Jen. You're just through the ringer on this one. <laughs> obviously, it's good I have counseling next week. Oh, we man. Got some stuff just to talk <laughs> through. Jeez. <laughs> Oh yeah, so th- I mean that's but that's a that's another that's another great uh, reason to go and dig into that stuff is to help understand where you might have picked up and caught some of those some of those skills that might be long seated and you might not even realize you have them. Mm-hmm. So good stuff, good stuff. Dare I say fantastic? Mm. Oh man, you're murdering that word. Am I? Yeah. All right. Well, just for you. I don't know why. What did I do to deserve we, such an know. honor? We had a detachment commander that would host staff meetings. Actually, have uh, it'd be the all the technicians. So there was twenty three technicians that worked full time for the air guard for our squadron, and he was the commander. He was a captain, so he was. He was the commander Monday through Friday, and he and served under the the commander, the military commander. But he was the as a detachment commander, he was a GS employee that mm-hmm. uh, did a lot of things uh, in the name of the commander Monday through Friday, and 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 under the authority of the commander, he would host all of us for a meeting and the number of ums. Um, um. Oh, no. Oh, we would, we'd have over-under bets. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Guys would be holding up signs when he'd turn around. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You know, I will I will throw this one out there. Uh, it's really not great when I get to edit our sermons and and footnotes because I get to listen to us talk a lot, and I pick up on a lot of our vocal patterns. Mm. We don't want to know. I kind of do. No, you don't. It's better not knowing. We definitely don't all say like. Oh, a lot. I definitely know that one. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, we, we misuse the word like so badly. Mm-hmm. I think we've fed off each other, too. The I three know. of us. Slash maybe Kyle. Yeah. Nevertheless. Not a lot of fun to realize those things. <laughs> I want to speak, speak smarter. I love that I stuttered on that. <laughs> Oh, that's super dope. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, wrap it up there, Daily. All right, all right, all right. Well, this has been another episode of Footnotes. <clears throat> 
We were super glad that you could join us on the podcast this week. It was fantastic. Or join in with us on the podcast as the listener. Well, it would be no good without listeners. We'd just be <laughs> shouting into the abyss. I don't know. We might be. Maybe no one's listening. Who knows? If you're listening, send us an email at infoadmissionrich.church. Uh, help Hi, us to Mom. not feel bad about ourselves. It's fine. Not feel so alone in the world. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, a lot of silliness. A lot of silliness. Something like that. Absolutely. Anyway, we will uh, catch you guys next week. Until then, keep digging into the text. Have yourself a lovely time of it. Peace. <laughs> You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. <laughs>